Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good Saturday morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Morning, Greg. Morning, Perry. And hey, Ronnie. I'll wave. Ronnie's over there. We're uh, short a microphone, but we're not short people. So uh, we're um, probably going to have to maybe swing one back and forth here to get Ronnie's input. But um, we're on the air. The show must go on. And uh, looks like a beautiful Saturday. Greg, how you doing? Well, doing pretty good. We got a, uh, got a fairly decent report from the doctor, but heat, heat, and everything heat's what's getting everybody. Well, let's don't get into doctor reports. No, we won't get around to a show. No, I, I, I <laughs> no, we all, we all could, could carry on for about three hours on that, but the heat's what, what seems to be, seems like you got to be about 25 years old or something. You can handle it, but it's been hot. I've seen more air conditioning units put in around places, new units restaurants people with fans on them you know fanning their face and anyway it, it eventually i hope it's gonna cool down and talk about a warm-up yeah well it, it will about october yeah something like that well we forget it what the first day of summer just a few days ago yes it was, it was thursday i believe it so, was so um welcome to start your engines we have a great guest today that uh greg as he always does has arranged for us we tried to have him on back during uh early may or mid-may but um he was tied up at indianapolis and we had to cancel and then he got a hold of you yesterday or, or earlier this week and uh and said look i'm sorry i canceled but um i'm ready to go and we're talking about dr jerry punch who is uh just about everybody's favorite racing announcer i think he's uh He's been around since uh, the early 80s with espn when they first started covering racing and uh He's still with ABC, and he, of course, the day that he had to cancel was the first day of time trials at Indianapolis, and he was real busy. But, uh, oh, yeah. Greg, you did a good good catch getting Dr. Punch on again. We had him last year, and he was just about my favorite guest of the year, I believe. Well, uh, Dr. Punch, me and him and Bud, everybody in the garage there, that's always, he's so good. You know, he even does some football games and different things, but – and none come better of an outer. I mean, he can do he can do football games, he can do Indy car. He's actually been spending more time with open wheel. Yeah, I mean, he hadn't completely scrubbed NASCAR, but I, you know, they got different people, and uh, but he's just. I've talked to people like, oh, we have all these drivers, and name off a whole bunch of drivers, and then say, Jerry, oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, you know, I mean, outside uh, Richard Petty or David Pearson or Kale. Uh, everybody knows Jerry Punch. You remember that a few years ago? Um, and Ronnie, if you ever want to chime in here, you just raise your hand. We'll get you a microphone. But uh, do you remember a couple of years ago? It's probably been five or six now when uh, Kurt Busch drove for Penske. And at Homestead, he, I guess he still had a shot at the championship or something. And he, he crashed or he had engine trouble or whatever it was or, or both. And Dr. Punch went up to interview him after the race and uh, 
Kurt just sort of laid into him. I mean, it was really, really rude. And uh, I think that's uh, – I, I believe I believe Penske was getting rid of him anyway, but I, nobody liked that. And, uh-huh. uh, and I think he eventually had to end up apologizing to, to Dr. Punch. But, I mean, if you're going to – jump somebody or badmouth somebody i you know i wouldn't do it to one of the most beloved figures in the the pit area lord no and the thing is is everybody all these races are live now uh you know most of you round traps i mean open wheel stuff's televised but you got all these people watching and around uh the open wheel people love jerry punch he does some diversified thing that was about the most unpopular if if that was the case i know it made a lot of people mad uh, as far as Penske getting ready, that that fan is making Penske's decision. NASCAR might have went to him and said, you know, we don't need him or something. Yet we don't know, yeah. kind of thing. But that wasn't exactly a good move. No, and it wasn't long after that that Kurt had all those other problems with the the girlfriend and uh, oh, I, it was he was a dumpster fire at the time. Oh but, uh, yeah, but, it, it was a so proper, so proper from race to race or whatever. But I think he's learned about that now. He's running good again he's running real good you know so but you know i i think i told you driving in this morning um when greg and i were riding in last night i got on youtube and watched the 1993 save mart 300 uh cup race winston cup at the time out at sonoma which back in those days was running may but that was uh 25 years ago and that was the last race won by Bud Moore Engineering and Greg Moore. And I mentioned this last week because we had the race winner on the show, uh, Jeff Bodine, the driver. And um, so I actually watched a good bit of the race last night. And lo and behold, Dr. Punch is the, doing the winner circle interview with, uh, with um, Donnie Wingo, who was the crew chief. Uh, Bud Moore was back in Spartanburg. And, they, and uh, Donnie Wingo says, uh, we want to say hello to Walter. Yep. And, of course, Greg, uh, Dr. Punch says, uh, well, of course, Walter referring to Bud Moore, who's back home. And, uh, and then, they, then they broke away to go to Indianapolis for the – they were switching back and forth between the, the end of the race, the, the post-race. It wasn't during right. the race. And, uh, and the second day of time trials in Indianapolis, and they, they went back and showed Gary Bettenhausen qualify. And then they went back to Sonoma, and Dr. Punch interviewed uh, Jeff Bodine, who – was with his wife at the time. Kathy was there, and he thanked the good Lord and all that stuff. But but Greg Moore wasn't there. Where, where was Greg? Well, it really a uh, uh, really pretty simple situation. We knew Jeff was leaving, but any driver that's leaving, this like a Bobby Allison or somebody like that, they'll run just like Jeff. They'll run the car for everything it's worth, you know, to show their new ride or whatever. In this case, he was forming his own team by buying Kuwikis. But uh, he he it didn't lighten up his foot, you know. Even at Daytona and in places, I mean, in '93 we we were real competitive, but didn't win. But I think that one race, which was our last race, but my mama had gave me a real nice members only leather jacket, and I had one from Ford that I used to wear if it was cool or whatever. But I had this thing on, and I knew they was gonna be shaking the champagne and everything, so. I don't know. I just moseyed on back to the truck. When I got the truck, they had, I think, Deb Weeds and Mike Mulhern and two or three others. They, I was having my interview over at the truck. 
is asking the same thing. But not on national television. But not on national television. It, it, I think they heard a little bit on MRN or something, but it wasn't on. So I I, I didn't get in the spotlight that day, but there, there was a reason. But Jeff did do a heck of a job, and that's like I say, he's one of the neatest interviews. Good friend of ours now, signed autographs with him at several places. He uh, He's a real pleasant guy, and he done a lot for Look at all the bobsled stuff and, and things that, you know. But if you had to do it over again, would you go to the winter circle and, and get your get your your mama's new jacket sprinkled with some champagne? Because I realize you had no way of knowing that you would never go to Victory Lane again. I think you'd probably go if you if you knew that, right? If I'd have known it was the last one, uh, yeah, uh, I'd have been there and probably took the microwave away right from Jeff or something but you know i figured we was gonna win more races yeah but and you should have yeah but you know it's once once we got past bodine uh you know our, our daddy was getting old older and uh i kind of had my hands full well because the multi-car teams hiring drivers we already had like one time it's gonna have musgrave one time it's gonna have bobby Devine, and one time it's gonna and the list goes on and on so uh we wound up with some drivers that were a lot of fun well, well getting back to sonoma without getting away from that yet um the uh he did do jeff bodine did do a polish victory lap and that's what they called it on the air because yep. i watched it last night the in memory of alan colwicky and he does mention a couple of times during the interview that he had just bought colwicky's team and it it seemed very awkward to me to be in victory lane with bud moore's car but talking about the team he just bought and he even congratulated and i swear the name just slipped my mind who drove uh Kowicki's car or, or actually it was jeff bodine's car at that time because he he mentions that he had bought the team now whether money had changed hands or not i don't really know but he was bragging as much on the team that he was going to as he was bud moore's team and i thought that was i was very uncomfortable with that watching it last night and this is all on youtube i mean all you gotta do is look up 1993 uh save mart 400 and it'll pop up but uh yeah with the polish victory lap and all that stuff it was it was a weird scene and and a tough way to i guess a tough way to go out but you didn't you had no idea you'd never be back to victory lane like you said yeah that's, that's correct that's correct and uh we didn't know jeff was leaving but like I say, well, you didn't know Jeff was leaving. Yeah, we knew it, but we knew he was leaving. Uh, but it, like I say, he kept his foot in it. I remember we were at July Fourth race or something. Yeah. I interviewed him, and one thing he said, uh, the Family Channel was sponsoring Kuwiki or something. At he that mentions time. that, and he says, "I'd like to thank the Family Channel." He for did that, car, which you know that, that that's fine. I mean, you you don't want to get in a situation with term like a lame duck driver, but the superstar drivers they run just as they run harder if they know they're leaving yeah then 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 some of them they kind of like get depressed matter of fact i think we run the last i think we run about the last four races and went ahead and swapped drivers well you got you got uh lake speed got lake and he went and drove his car and mm -hmm. Ben's we were only about 14th in the points or something so we just swapped over well and, and that, that that gave everybody a head start so that was cool well so last week was Father's Day, and we didn't have a cup race. We did have a, an Xfinity race, race which was won by Justin Allgaier, and uh, that was at Iowa. 
And Jeremy Clements had his normal 20th place finish, which I'm not that I'm not putting him down. That's just where he normally runs, and and uh, he is currently sitting 18th in the standings, and um, not that far out of uh, working his way back into the chase, which he made last year by virtue of winning at uh, on the road course at Road America, which is be coming up later on in the summer. So. We still got our eye on Jeremy Clements. He's doing a good job, and uh, and um, I think we can get him back into chase. Of course, the trucks are running tonight at um, they're at Gateway, and um, you know out across the river from St. Louis, and um, in Madison, Illinois. Uh, that race will be on Fox at eight uh, thirty, qualifying at seven, and you've got uh, the qualifying for the Cup cars at Sonoma is at. 2.30 this afternoon on Fox. Then tomorrow we have a full range of auto racing with the French Grand Prix kicking off on ESPN2 at 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, the Indy cars will be at Elkhart Lake on NBCSN at 1. And then, of course, you got the late start for the, the, the uh, cup cars at Sonoma at 3 on Fox Sports 1. And for you drag racing fans, they're going to be at uh, Norwalk, Ohio at 6.30 on Fox Sports. So a lot of racing this weekend. Yeah, whatever type you like, they got it this weekend. It's, uh, you know, open wheel racing's gotten good. NASCAR is still good. They just need to work on it. But, uh, yeah, I like that watching that a whole lot better than, like, what what we're talking about, the NBA draft or something. Well, you've got – there is actually a – good bit going on with you if you like soccer and with the soccer and the I racing like soccer, and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and the college world series there's there's so, something uh, for everybody so really. there's, there's a good bit going on and we um won't have any uh lack of something to talk about yeah you're right about that we know there's also a lot going on locally around here and uh we um are gonna have to uh get our ducks in a row here pretty soon and try to do a little bit more locally i hope and uh i know we've uh we have an hour show instead of the two hour show that we used to have and so with the hour show we we're kind of pressed for time but we're going to try to branch out more and do a little bit more locally and we'll have more on that probably later so right now let's uh let's take our first break and come back to the Beacon Drive-In Studios and talk to Dr. Jerry Punch. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. No points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't flat I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, flat 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. If you'd like to learn what life was like in South Carolina's backcountry during the Revolutionary War or the antebellum era, the Spartanburg Historical Society can help. Tours are available daily from 11 to 4 for living history events at both Walnut Grove and the Sea House all summer long. Join historians as they share more about life in the backcountry at Walnut Grove and the Sea House. For more information, visit SpartanburgHistory.org. That's SpartanburgHistory.org. Want to keep up with everything going on here in Spartanburg and at Fox Sports 1400? Please. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today. Our app has it all. Photos, links to Facebook and Twitter, a listen live link, and the elite audio text line are all in one place. Download our app today either via Google Play or the App Store by searching Fox Sports 1400. Let's be honest for a minute about the New Way. Honestly, the Redneck Cheeseburger is amazing. The Redneck Nachos are also made with the New Way's famous pimento cheese. And they're delicious, too. And now you can get in and out of the New Way for lunch in just 30 minutes. The New Way, which has stood in the same location since 1938, proves you can teach an old place new tricks, as our lunch service is now just plain fast. The New Way still going strong after nearly 80 years. 373 East Kennedy Street. Look for the PBR sign in the big red door. Come in for a delicious and quick lunch today. It's the call nobody wants to make. Your home or business has water or fire damage or mold. Let Service Master of the Upstate make that call a little easier. Service Master of the Upstate restores homes and businesses alike. If you've been hit with mold or fire or water damage, call today at 582-3451. Service Master of the Upstate also cleans carpets, rugs, and hard surface flooring. Make that call a little easier. Call Dyer and Amanda Jennings at Service Master of the Upstate, 582-3451. 582-3451. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you what maybe is was my favorite guest of last year and i just love having him on the show and greg it does a great job with uh with lining him up for us and that's dr jerry punch good morning doctor hey good morning guys great to be back with you on start your Engine. oh man i tell you uh, we go back a long way dr punch and the thing is what it's what it's so neat uh there's people that know dr jerry punch don't know the racing stuff because you've done football games you've done so many different things i mean uh we could probably talk three hours about every sport that you've covered but i know you've covered every <laughs> one of them very very good but thinking about that i'm trying to remember didn't you play football or something early on i mean i can't remember exactly how that story was yeah i was a i'm not sure played is the right word i watched a lot of football in college i, I was a I was a walk-on quarterback at NC State uh, when Lou Holtz was the head coach there. I walked on, and thankfully, due to the kindness of him and a number of other assistant coaches in the area and players, uh, <clears throat> I got a chance to be a part of that program for a while. And, and I stood and uh, did some charting and watching and 
and uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 so I love I, my passion for. I probably should have gone to a smaller school to play, but uh, my passion was to go to a, an Atlantic Coast Conference school, uh, and uh, where my brother had played um, and been very successful as a baseball player about ten years earlier, uh, and gone to the College World Series with NC State. So anyway, I wanted to go there and play, but so I had that experience. And that's one of the reasons that I loved college football so much, and then you know grew up in the Hickory area, um, and uh, we had a guy in our family. We called him Uncle Bobby, but he really wasn't our uncle. He was an uncle of a of an uncle, quite honestly, <laughs> Bobby Isaac. And he yeah. he uh, he was uh, he. But we all traveled and in the early years and uh, watched Bobby race and with the K and K Dodge and set the land speed records and then got to know all the all the greats in in racing uh, from the the drivers. You know the the Pearsons and the Petties and the Allisons and the Arboroughs and then, you know, and, and then being around the legendary Carloners, you know, from from your dad, who was one of my all-time favorites, not only because he's a Carloner, because he was just a great American and a great patriot from his uh, services in World War II to, and then Junior Johnson and, you know, the Wood Brothers. I mean, all the great people back in those days. I was just so blessed to be able to be a part of that in the early years, and, and I think that's why... That's why I loved uh, so many sports so much, the football connection and, of course, the auto racing connection. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, Dr. Punch, uh, talking about that football career, uh, you had to be an awful good. I don't think that uh, Lou Holtz I, – I didn't know it was that strong. I mean, I knew, I knew you'd done good at it, but I never did remember what school. But, you know, you just don't walk on with Lou Holtz and get hired unless you got some talent. So, uh, <laughs> like I say – uh, you're not giving yourself enough credit on that. I mean, you're off a nice person, and I'm assuming Lou Holtz. Well, I've seen him when he wasn't nice, so I don't. I don't think he 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 hired you on your skill. That's the whole thing. <laughs> well, but, that, but that's a yeah, that's I, a typical Jerry Punch way of humbling is the deal. He he gonna he he gonna detune it. He's not gonna tell it the way it really was. That's the reason I never heard the full story. But that's cool. Well, you're very kind, Greg. I, I was very blessed and. And uh, the irony is, is that later when I began to do television, uh, one of the first games I ever got a chance to do was uh, was a Notre Dame game, and Coach Holtz uh, was the head coach at Notre Dame, and he was most gracious. And then, and then later when Coach Holtz um, uh, was at South Carolina, uh, I got a chance to go do some games there, and he was the head coach at South Carolina. And at the end of one of his final games, I was interviewing him on the field after the win, after the victory. And uh, rather than answer my question, he turned and made some really nice comments about me and my background, and and uh, it was totally a shock to me. But he was such a well, that's one of the reasons the kids that played for him uh, enjoyed enjoyed uh, not only being coached by him, but the, the lessons he taught. He was a great motivational speaker. He taught people about what you controlling, what you can control, and and uh, your character and integrity, what you do when no one's watching. All those little things he would say every day in practice, uh, you know, makes a difference in all of our lives. And I think that's why, um, you know, I was just so honored to be able to be a part, a very, very, very small part of of of, of, uh, of a football team that he was associated with. Well, Doctor Jerry, do you think maybe it's the uh, abundance of sport net sports networks that we have now that we see now announcers that are only. Uh, race car announcers or only football or only baseball rather than uh, one announcer doing a myriad of sports? Well, I think that's a combination. It's a great question, by the way. I think it's a combination of, uh, of that and the fact that uh, 
they don't want to pick, they don't want to put back themselves in a the corner where uh, the old days of uh, Keith Rick Musburger uh, doing uh, doing NFL games and college games and baseball and auto racing and suddenly what happens if one guy gets sick or uh, or gets ill or uh, from the network standpoint one one individual has so much leverage because he covers so many of your of your major sports. You have to pay him basically what he wants. And now, if you if you uh, if you hire just an announcer who's automation only, or football only, or basketball only, or whatever, uh, you can you can dictate. Networks can dictate what you want to pay them because they don't have a lot of leverage. And say, well, where else are you going to go and do auto racing? Because nobody else has it but us. And and one of the network, and they're already full. So I think that that that's a part of the reasoning. And and I think that. If you if you hire, you know, given the the financial constraints networks are under these days with sponsorship and ratings, et cetera, if you hire young announcers, you can pay them uh, an entry level salary, which helps your bottom line. Yeah, Look at a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing, one thing I've noticed you you've, you've been in the booth many times. You know, right. I kind of remember what networks has been with all kind of networks, and you're one of the best. Got you know it's like you always got to have the pro, then maybe a couple of drivers, and you always accented that perfect. And it seemed to me like like I say with some of these young ones coming up, they that they, they go for girls with uh, marketing skills that know how to talk, and they don't use ugly ones. And uh, but now you you just look at Jerry Punch, you, you you could tell he's he's done stuff and he's a doctor, and he's also one of the best guys. To, Lean your, lean your head on things wasn't going right. <laughs> Dr. Punch, well, I, I was... Um, yes, sir. No, I was just... Last night in preparation for this interview, I was watching, and we talked about this before you came on, I watched the 1993 Save Mart 400 or 300K or whatever it was, uh, which was 25 years ago. It was actually in May, and that was the last race that Bud Moore um, and Greg ever won with Jeff Bodine out there on the road course at Sonoma. And lo and behold, Absolutely. you were the you were in victory lane, and you interviewed Donnie Wingo because uh, Greg ran off someplace, and then they then they switched to Indianapolis for uh, Gary Bettenhausen's time trial, and then they go back to you for the Jeff Bodine interview in victory lane. So uh, that was 25 years ago, and you were in on Bud's last victory. Well, I tell you, you know, I have so many. When you mention when you mention Bud, um, I get chills because I think about all that he did. Um, you know, he did for the sport. I mean, he was uh, a visionary. You know, he was he was so courageous. How we talk about his military military past, and I used to, uh, you know, I used to love it when I would travel and speak to groups, talk about you know, the patriotism of so many people in our sport. And Bud, I would always use an example of what he did. But but we, you know, the, being able to go and do what he did. Uh, and be you know and, and develop the the small block you know engines for Ford and and you know he was he was at such a disadvantage for quite a while doing that but everything he you know when people have back in the day people don't realize when when some of these legendary road racing car owners or teams would have trouble they would or, or Ford they would call Bud Moore and he would slip on a plane and head out that way and help them and he only be there a day or two because Bud would he's not going to waste his time he would basically tell them here's how here's what I think we ought to do. And this is what I think we this is what we can help it. And sure enough, they do it. Well, but so being around Bud Moore and being a part of his last win, and Greg, of course, everything Greg did with the engines and and didn't get nearly enough credit because he that's just kind of like Greg is, you know, very unselfish and 
and uh, and you know Donnie Lingo, Gray, Bud, that whole team hit victory on a very difficult. Not only have to outdrive people because you know Sonoma is sort of a short track of of, of road courses. It, 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 you, there's slow corners involves a lot of strategy involves a lot of driver ability, tire strategy, you know, engine torque, etc. And you have to have the whole package, and that's why someone like Bud Moore uh, was so you know could win there. And uh, yeah, be being you think about that day. Now you think about you know we none of us knew that was going to be Bud Moore's last victory. No, but there we are. In, we're in California, or by as far as Spartanburg you can get, unless you jump in the ocean out there. <laughs> and here's Bud Moore, who's winning on a day. You know, with a with a you know with with his history with a Bodine who has a, a great history. Both of which East are East, legends on the East Coast, and we're cutting into Indianapolis Motor Speedway, one of the greatest races in the world, uh, for a name for the Bentonhausen name. So you got Moore, Bodine, Bentonhausen, all in the span of a few minutes on a telecast, um, and you know those those are the things you remember about those great days. And then, of course, uh, but you know, so yeah, it, it's hard to believe. To me, it's twenty it's twenty five years ago. It, that's just hard to believe that it's been that long. And I tell you something else, Doctor Punch. That track. Uh, maybe homogenized isn't the right word i'm trying to think of but the track at sonoma today compared to what it was 25 years ago when they still had the corkscrew and the carousel and I oh mean, yeah it was an entirely different track and i personally i think it was so much better then it looks like a, an easier track to drive now but it was a that was a heck of a, uh, a heck of a race with uh actually he had to hold off ernie irvin and ricky rudd to to win that thing and it was um it was a different track altogether practically and and the, exactly and the, going up uh, up turn two and three and then coming to come down the hill and turn as opposed to that when they straightened it where you go yeah. right down to you know that that made it so much easier and it and it, it was um, you know now now it's so much easier in terms of just maintaining momentum so you had to drive the car carousel and around uh, that required required I mean the gearing had to be perfect uh, you had to have an engine that would withstand I mean you could you could downshift it and, and use the torque. And when you outrun Ricky Rudd, Ricky Rudd in his day, you know, his ability to heel and toe, his shifting ability, his, you know, his finesse on a road course, he was hard to beat. And Ernie Irvin was, was you know, who grew up out there you know, in Modesto, you know, he he was more of a, more of a, a, a attack, attack, attack kind of guy. But, and so he used up his car a lot, but but he was also if he if his tires could hold up long enough, and back then they could, um, you know, he was always going to be there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you think about the, the whole package and how tough that course was to drive back then. You know, when we talked earlier, when um, I talked to you back in May, when uh, when Greg was having this little hospital visit there about coming on the show, yeah. I told you how. Um, uh, to, to me, there's in, the Indianapolis 500, and this is not putting anything. Uh, everybody that knows me knows how much I love stock car racing. I've written five books on the subject, but Indianapolis is is like the pinnacle to me. And and you were when we were trying to line you up last time, it was the first day of time trials, which I watched every second of, and 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 you were all over the screen that day. Uh, right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I expressed to you, you know, how Indianapolis to me is, is the pinnacle, and and I always I, I, I seem to get the same impression impression from you that. Uh, you know that it's you just get the cold chill bumps and even greg's told me this when you walk into the that cavernous 
pit area and first turn and everything. Indianapolis is just uh, a cut above everything else, it seems. Well, it, it, it is. And, and for someone like me growing up in, in the mountains of North Carolina and uh, being a stock car kid, you know, hard racing short tracks and building short track race cars, and, you know, we would always, are, you know, to me, going to Darlington or going to Daytona, you know, they just didn't get any better than that, the excitement, the energy. But then in 1989, well, let me, me back up. I, my family would sit down on Memorial Day weekend, and we would listen and watch, uh, listen on the radio. And back then, you couldn't watch it. But Sid the Collins. 500, yeah, exactly. And then, and then you, and then we got to watch uh, some of the ABC coverage back then in black and white. You know, it was just. Uh, uh, and then in 1989, ABC hired me to come to Indianapolis. So the very first Indy 500 I saw was one I was broadcasting on ABC. Now, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, when you walk in that place, and I remember people telling me, you know, Brent Musburger back in the day, and you know, and and you know, Chris Schenkel, and and you know, all the all the you know all the Jack Whitaker, all the legendary ABC Wide World of Sports announcers that I that I would be around that whole month. That they said there is, I mean, they did other sports. They did the Olympics. They did everything you could think of. Super Bowl, you name it, the World Series. And they said if if you are um, it, this race is unique. Uh, you don't have to be a, a race fan. In fact, you don't even have to be a sports fan. This this has to be on a bucket list. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if there's one of the ten places in the world or things you want to do in your lifetime, you need to go and be there for that day. Because there's 300,000 plus people in one place, um, the emotion, energy when they play taps, when they play back home again in Indiana, when they play, you know, God bless America. Uh, that hour pre-race show, <clears throat> I, this was my 27th Indy 500 to do, and I, I still to this day get chills. Uh, my, my eyes fill with water, and I look at the veterans standing there, uh, some World War II veterans sitting in wheelchairs, and they are just their faces are just covered with tears. Because there is so much emotion, and the race hasn't even started yet. Right. And then those cars come by three abreast at eleven rows, and they enter turn one. And I remember when before NASCAR went there, they brought some of the some of the, the hottest hottest shoes in NASCAR driver wise up there and stood them down by that big tree and turn one on the inside to watch the Indy cars come by. And all these guys standing there with their eyes wide open, <laughs> saying, "Oh, you got to be kidding me! These guys are headed toward a concrete wall that's fifteen feet away." At 230 miles an hour, and they turn left. They turn left yeah. at 230 miles an hour, and and if that car doesn't stick, they they're not killed. They're vaporized. There's nothing left. Right. So to see that race, to see the emotion and energy, uh, it it is it is a, a an event, that, and that's, that's the reason they call it the greatest spectacle in racing. It's you know the, sometimes a race isn't as good. Uh, there's been two of the last three years we've had 50 some lead changes. This year we had a little over 30 because of a new of a new downforce package, but still, it is it is quite a day uh, if, uh, to be there for that at Memorial Day weekend. Not only the emotion of Memorial Day uh, and the patriotism associated with, with, with saying thank you to all of those who sacrificed for our freedoms, but then to have that race, to be able to have that race because of those sacrifices and to have that day with 300,000 people at in least. one place. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least. Well, uh, it's, uh, I'm telling you what... I, Dr. Punch, it's great having you on the show, and I, I love hearing about uh, somebody of your stature that's done it all and seen it all in auto racing and, and to get those same emotions that, that I feel and so many others feel uh, after having been to Indianapolis so many times, and it's just every year it just renews it. And uh, um, 
I, 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 I want to thank you for the work that you've done and the work that you're continuing to do. And uh, I can tell you right now, on Start Your Engines, you're our favorite. Well, you guys are very kind. You know, me on and and uh, you know, and for the folks who are listening in the Spartanburg area, I get to come through there intermittently when I have when I've done. You know, listening around the bridges like Budmore and Budmore over the years and you know Daytona and. Racing, uh, you know, I, I feel very fortunate, and I definitely want to come back and join you guys again uh, uh, on the show. And maybe we can tell a few more stories. Well, thank you so much, Doctor Punch. Yeah, uh, uh, Dr. Punch. Like I say, everybody's got that feel for Indy. It Perry had been up there a lot, and the first time went up there testing, I was about plum scared. <laughs> it took a few <laughs> raises for him to get used to it. But you're right. You're at the Indy 500 greatest show, and you're the greatest show when it comes to announcing. No doubt about it. Well, thank you guys so much, and I appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And that's Dr. Jerry Punch. And, uh, God, we could do an hour or two with just just Dr. Punch. Maybe we will someday, but right now we got to take a break. It's um, coming up on our last segment where we'll have Nelson Crozier, and you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Hey, man, you looking for good, clean, late-night fun? Boy, do we have a show for you. I'm KB, and I host Up Late, Planet Earth's only late-night, locally-produced, mid-market sports talk show. So habit-forming, you can't fall asleep without it. Up Late with KB, weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Sure, it's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That's where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janney Montgomery Scott, located right here in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. Trent can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review at 864-585-8282. That's 585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Here comes lunchtime. Do you know that unlike some barbecue places, Bubba's Barbecue and Bash has ribs for lunch every day. Bubba's also has great burgers, pulled pork, calabash chicken, all of your favorite sides, and some of the best sauce around. Top it off with Bubba's famous banana pudding or a slice of pecan pie for dessert, and you'll make Bubba's your barbecue home. Bubba's Barbecue and Bash, 827 West Blackstock Road, just a half mile from Westgate Mall. Have lunch at Bubba's today. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines. 
on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. If you're in the market for a job in manufacturing or distribution, or you run a business and are in need of employees in fields ranging from small-scale construction to large mechanical contracting to manufacturing, packaging, and warehousing, then let CRS help. CRS has been a reliable bridge that runs in both directions for employers and job seekers. Get your next great search started today. Call CRS at 336-2405, stop by 337 Spartan Green Boulevard in Duncan, or online at crshighright.com. We spend a lot of time in our cars, so make that time well spent with the help from Elite Audio. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway can upgrade your sound system, add a navigation system, customize your interior, and does custom tires and wheels. And check this out. Elite Audio offers 90 days same as cash with no credit check. All you need is an active checking account and proof of appointment. Visit EliteAudioOnline.com or drop by 1504 Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. At Elite Audio, you dream it, we build it. Charlie Green. Charlie Granger's world-famous hot dogs, brisket, and barbecue is now open in Greer. Charlie Granger's offers the upstate 19 different types of gourmet hot dogs, ranging from the traditional to the adventurous, all served with the freshest ingredients. Charlie Granger's mouth-watering beef brisket brings out the best possible flavor in every bite. Charlie Granger's features quality service and a fun atmosphere. Open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner, and Sundays from 11 to 2, located on Highway 14 in Greer. Want to text the show? Download our app to use the Elite Audio text line. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. I, uh, are you at the track, or are you back on the East Coast? No. So, uh, Sonoma Track, uh, the whole Napa Valley is a beautiful place to visit, and, you know, fantastic food and all the wineries. Uh, you know, you can go to the coast. You can see uh, Alcatraz. You can see uh, San Francisco Bay. You can see the old forts. Uh you know, there's a tremendous amount to see, uh, and it's really enjoyable. But unfortunately, I was not able to uh, make it out there this time. Well, we're glad to have you here on the East Coast, where we know we got a plenty of hot weather, and uh, and it'll be on, and you can watch it on television. But what's uh, what's the scuttlebutt from out there? I watched the uh, practice yesterday, and it looked like. Uh, you know, they used to, in the old days, have the road course ringers, and I was talking about that on the radio yesterday with uh, Mark Hauser. And, you know, that's sort of a thing of the past now because it seems all of the, the cup drivers are have turned out to be good road racers. Uh, and I saw this Tony Dreesey is, um, is a road racer that's there. But, uh, you know, they used to bring in Boris Said and, 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 and Tommy Kendall and all these road racers. And you just don't see that anymore because it seems like the cup guys are – can hold their own. Well, uh, there's a lot uh, of different technologies than there used to be. Uh, Ricky Rudd was probably one of the best uh, NASCAR road races, uh, and uh, he could use the heel and toe braking shifting uh, you know, pattern where you use the one foot on the uh, brake uh, pedal and on the accelerator pedal, and you go ahead and shift. Nowadays, uh, you don't have to use the clutch. You just cram it in the next gear uh, because it's uh, you're engaged in the transmission technology. Uh, the the uh, 
set up on the cars is a lot different. Uh, there's just many, many different things. Uh, you know, that you don't have to be a great road racer to run good on a, a road course track because the cars are so much different than they used to be. Now, as a fan, I love watching the road races. And Perry and I were talking about how much we do like it. How do the the drivers in general feel about it? Is it like we're going to get to do a road course, or oh crap, here comes that road race? There were a few who have not acclimated themselves to road racing, but for the most part, the drivers like it. Uh, so they want to do it every week. I doubt it, but they, uh, you know, it's a change for them and it's a challenge. Plus, they've added one now to the chase with the Roval at Charlotte, which uh, that should really be a trip. It certainly should be. Well, you know, the um, uh, we were watching last night, and I don't know if you were out there, and, and we've talked about this off and on. We had Dr. Jerry Punch on before you, and uh, um, this is the 25th anniversary of the last race that Bud Moore and Greg won, which was the Sonoma race, and it was run in May back in those days in 1993, and I, I didn't know if you had any recollection of that. I'm sure you were somewhere around there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, back in those days, I was with Jerry Punch uh, on Pit Road. Uh, you know, I'd monitor all the radio transmissions, tell them what was going on. Uh, you know, we had to do what they call the track back back then, uh, whether it was a different carburetor, the windshield tear-offs, or whatever. And I'd set all that uh, that up and get the cameraman in position, and then Jerry do the voiceover on it. That's that's fascinating. Uh, you know, I watched it on YouTube last night, and it was uh, um, Sonoma was such a different track back then. In fact, I, it, as far as I'm concerned, it was a better track. It hadn't been uh, sterilized. Uh, I guess is another way to put it, with because uh, it had the corkscrew and the carousel and all that stuff, and it was a it was a tougher track to drive. Uh, well, it was a bit uh, tougher to drive. There's still a, uh, a few spots on the track where you. Uh, you know, just turn ones where you turn left to go up the hill. Turn two is the right-hand turn where two wheels come off the ground. And going down to turn three, when you're going head-on into that wall and you pull back on the racetrack and miss the wall by about six inches, right. that, to me, is about the scariest spot on the track. It is. And uh, um, before we um, – time sneaks up on us, I, w- I want to get our picks in real quick. So, uh, Ronnie's still leading with – three wins and you've got two and none of the rest of us have any so uh or greg and i don't we haven't won yet but uh nelson who who are you taking out there on the on the windy road course i'm gonna stick my neck out and say harvick again i don't know how far your neck's out but no, uh, i ain't real far with him <laughs> greg <laughs> greg what do you think you know i like to pull my decoy thing sometimes but i pull for him too trying to help the woods because woods don't really need no help they're running better every week i don't know i'm gonna go with kyle larson kyle larson greg out there now that's on a limb that's a chevrolet which uh which they're having a rough time of it right now i think carson uh larson's the the leading chevrolet in the point standings and and he's only like 10th or something and well he he's young and he seemed like he runs up front a lot maybe he'll do it and ronnie's holding up a bunch of twos over here is that 22 Okay, good. So he's taking uh he's taking uh Logano and I'll take the other two, the single two, which is uh Brad Keslowski. So uh Nelson, you um 
uh, we don't have a much of an opportunity to talk about some of your other things you've got going on but now are, are you restoring um historic cars now as a, as one of your Not many cars uh, uh the ignition systems uh you know uh primary distributors but some of the electronic ignitions for the uh you know uh cars when they came out like 63 corvette or you know, 64 uh ford with the transistor ignition but you know primary the distributors and uh you know i do distributors back to early 1900s uh all the way up to uh probably about 83 uh you know before they started going to the computerized systems uh you know uh know quite a bit uh you know, on advanced curves, you know, uh, have a lot of OEM new old stock uh, parts, you know, to rebuild them. Uh, and, you know, if I can't get the parts, uh, I can either make it or I've got, uh, you know, a couple of good machinists uh, I deal with that can, you know, make any of the parts. Uh, right now, uh, the one I'm working on is a 1967 427 Ford offset distributor. Uh, which has a Gilbert belt in it. It comes up and moves the bowl of the distributor forward about two and a half inches so it'll clear the carburetors. Uh, you know, a number of things like that. Got a, uh, 69, uh, Boss 429, uh, you know, electronics distributor, uh, you know, uh, a 427 distributor for, uh, you know, a GT40, uh, you know, all kinds of different ones, uh, back, you know, some 20s and 30s, uh, you know, with the twin ignitions where, you know, uh, it's an eight-cylinder, but it's got 16 spark plugs. Good grief. You know, uh, brand-new uh, old-stock distributor for 54 Pontiac, you know. Of course, I, I designed a number of distributors, uh, you know, for Ford Motor Company and Ford Motorsports. Uh, whole lot for us. So performance. <laughs> Pardon me? I said a whole lot for me and Bud. Oh, no question. I remember, I remember Nelson did a full week. Yeah, Ford, Ford, I think, paid him. I hope they did. I think they did. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they did. Uh, but anyway, he, he, I think, but talking about traction control and curves and all that stuff, we, Nelson done a report, and I, I found that thing one time, but when we moved out, I can't find it again. But Nelson tried every, we had a motor on dyno with a good motor, Nelson changed the power curves. We throw we throw so much ignition at it that it would hurt it this place and that place and all this stuff and and uh, like I say Nelson Nelson stuff he he'd make stuff by hand but he did tell promised NASCAR so look but we can do tracks control and all this stuff but I'm not gonna fix my boxes that way and then somebody comes out with it you know and they they, they said well oh, we we used it here used it there well it might have been some people slip in but uh, Nelson could have done that years earlier. But uh, you, Nelson still to be. I mean, it, it's just unreal, and his his talents go in announcing and fooling with Australians with the first cameras. I mean, it's always we we Nelson. We got to get you down here. He, I think we're tentatively going to try to get him down here on July seventh. Because uh, well, I've been uh, known so to... far as uh, go ahead. Nelson. So far as the cameras, uh, Peter <clears throat> Larson with uh, Broadcast Sports, uh, he's been doing the. Uh, World Cup boat, uh, you know, uh, putting strategic cameras on it down borderline and whatever, and wanted to get into NASCAR. Uh, you know, the TV networks, you know, wanted some bells and whistles. So we worked together, and, you know, I helped him quite a bit, uh, 
you know, with many of the different, uh, you know, camera things. And then, uh, you know, back when, uh, when Jerry was talking about doing ABC, uh, you know, everything was hardwired. You had to drive, drive, drive cables to run the pit road for the camera. Well, if you want, uh, BST came along, we, uh, got everything, you know, uh, wireless, uh, both the, uh, uh, voice communications and the, uh, uh, you know, cameras. Uh, and uh, when I was working for MRN, uh, uh, Sid Morris, who had the uh, Chameleon Sunglass account, uh, which was Corning Glass, they wanted to advertise on MRN, but they had no, uh, you know, no open advertising space. So they said, what can we do? And I said, well, why don't we have the drivers talk uh, to the announcers during the race? Well, how are we going to do that? I said, oh, it took me a week or two. We'll figure it out. So we <laughs> up with the uh, announcer could talk to uh, to the driver. And uh, in one of the races, Brooks is upside down. Uh, I believe it's the Daytona. And TV said, oh, he said, you know, Squires, uh, you know, talk about how bad he is and whatever. We're talking to Brooks on the radio while he's upside <laughs> down in the race car. And he said, just another day at the office. And uh, I built periphery mechanisms, you know, get the car noise out, you know. Uh, back then, all the two-way radios were crystal control. So if you wanted to, you know, uh, get a radio on the driver's frequency, it took 10 days to get a crystal in. So you had to plan two or three weeks ahead of time. Uh, nowadays, you punch a button and everything's synthesized. So mm. it's so much easier and smaller, the technology, you know. Uh, well, you look at the cell phones. You know, it used to be you had a bag phone. Now you got this little tiny thing you put in your pocket. You can talk all over the world. So, uh, you know, I've been involved in, you know, pretty much every aspect of NASCAR. Uh, when you had the big old Winston scoreboard, uh, which was down the infield, and it flashed, you know, qualifying times and speeds, whatever. Uh, I built a microwave setup where that was controlled from the uh, press box. And, you know, again, when you talk about terminology, uh, the Winston people said, we don't want any delay. We want it to be instantaneous. Well, so they were talking about, you know, maybe a second delay. I was talking about a millionth of a second delay. Mm. So we used a broadband microwave unit that just blasted the whole thing across, and it, it was there, you know, in a fraction of a second. Uh, you know, as soon as they punched the button, it, it showed up. Now, uh, Nelson, but, we got to talk about a book. I mean, I, I like writing books, and you you are a book. I mean, I can think of a bunch of great titles like the the Wizard of Pit Road or something, you know. But I tell you what, you've done it all, Nelson, and uh, we uh, we feel so fortunate to have you on a on our show on a weekly basis. Yeah, well, uh, one of my nicknames uh, that Benny Parsons gave me was Mister Wizard. Well, there you uh, go. That's you know. Great uh, mind. Some of the other people call me Captain Lightning Bolt. Well, there you go. Uh, we'll come up with something. You just tell you just tell the stories, mm -hmm. and I'll I'll put it down on paper. But we're uh we're up against the end of the show here, Nelson. And you uh you take it easy and have a good weekend. And we will be talking to you next week from uh, Chicago, I guess. Okay, sounds very good. Thank you, Nelson. That's See Nelson Crozier. I've always thought he's the best. No, he. Well, I mean, we say it every week, but I mean, every week he comes up and says something else that just blows my mind about uh, all the work he's done with the uh, behind the scenes, like with Doctor Punch and the electronics and uh, 
and uh, crystals and talking to the drivers and the camera cars and everything. Yeah, he he come up like I say. I remember when they had him trouble with that cable coming in pit road because you know uh, in a car and they he had to work on it from track to track and. Well, anyway, anyway, we got to go, and that's. Uh, I want to go. Have to go, but we're going. That's the music to sign us off for here, and we appreciate everybody listening to Start Your Engines this week, and we will be back next Saturday. And in the meantime, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved.